0: If you've been following the podcast for a while, you'll know that a little while back I announced I was talking to investors about my startup AI box. We ended up getting such a huge influx of people talking to us that we kind of changed our strategy regarding fundraising. And we have a really exciting announcement coming soon. But if you were an investor that had previously reached out to me and jumped on a call, Make sure to reach out again. I have some really exciting news to give to you. Or if you're an investor today looking to invest in an absolutely groundbreaking AI startup, I'm going to leave my email, jaden at AIbox.ai, in the description and I'll give you the inside scoop. Welcome to the AI Chat Podcast. I'm your host, Jaden Schaefer. Today on the podcast, we are joined by Prakar Bajpai, a senior data scientist working at the city of Austin, specializing in analytics and business intelligence. He's made significant contributions to Um, healthcare through his work at Anka Digital Solutions, where he essentially designed inventory and blood bank management systems. He's also the founder of Choose Your Career, a a not-for-profit organization aimed at mentoring high school students in career planning. Welcome to the show today. Welcome to the AI Chat Podcast. I'm your host, Jaden Schaefer. of kicking it over would you be able to tell everyone a little bit about um what you're currently working on over at the uh at the city of austin and i guess how you if you could share um, some of the interesting ways that you are looking at applying ai to government work
1: so yes yeah. so thank you jaden for that introduction so i'm currently working as a senior data scientist at uh, the city of austin's office of innovation we are a small uh, team of different kinds of data sets and skill sets that we bring. So my role in the in the team is basically working on the quantitative side of research and analytics. So uh, right now we are holding a lot of different projects where we are trying to improve the awareness of these newer technologies like data science, analytics, as well as artificial intelligence, and how it can be used, especially in context of local government. In my opinion, Artificial intelligence and all of these emerging technologies are pretty crucial in making the government more transparent and accountable. So uh, I always feel that uh, we need to make the government services more efficient, more accessible to the public. And then it is also a great tool to improve the how government communicate with the public. A very great example, you are seeing a lot of chatbots at different places throughout the government settings as as well. So basically, where you are seeing that the daily activities where people used to go and maybe uh, go go to a portal, pay their bills. Now it is being used. Uh, the chatbots are being used to automate that process, making sure that it is effective and making it more accessible to the public.
0: So, I very these technologies are pretty good. Very cool. I I do like that. Uh, that's a that's a cool concept to be able to use like a chatbot to help you through your portal. I know for a lot of things. Um government related like i'm just thinking to myself over here i believe it's through like the my government my city my city's government website that i like pay my um like electric and gas bills and that kind of stuff and sometimes there's really confusing things in there i can't figure out so having those chatbot uh experiences for that kind of stuff i think um, could definitely be like a beneficial to um customers right well, but also i think this is beneficial to um you know the city itself and being able to perhaps alleviate some of the Uh, work that customer service reps and that kind of have uh, those kind of people have what are some of the unique challenges of implementing ai in a government setting do you think
1: uh that's that's such a great question so i think the two big things of implementing any ai product or technologies in my opinion the data should be reliable and then data should be accurate i always feel that these two things are the basic pillars of making any ai projects or any tools and technologies so making sure that your data is reliable, you don't have any ethical issues connected with the data, the data should be up to date, and then it should be the format of the data should be in a particular way that it, the any AI technologies can be used. So like data standards, data governance, and all of these things are pretty important, especially from the data, our local government perspective, because Uh, We have a lot of data, so every city Mm -hmm. collects and owns a lot of data. But what is important is to have that reliability and availability and making sure again, going back to the first point that you raised, that it should be transparent and the trust of the public should be maintained with whatever tools and technologies we are building. So I think these are some of the great uh, examples. So reliability, accessibility, I believe are like the two basic challenges of using any AI
0: tool in a government setting. Okay, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Definitely some unique challenges there. You know, you mentioned talking about, you know, data management and and whatnot. I'd be curious to pick your brain on, like, how do you approach data management and, you know, pipeline development to ensure the success of AI projects at the city of Austin?
1: So I think, uh, like, the first step even on this data management should be to define the data strategy. Okay. So data strategy can differ based on the type of organization so for uh, for city government or any kind of uh, the government setting. I think it is important to have the principles and practices to ensure how data is connected, how it is stored, managed, and then used. Mm-hmm. So it, it has you always have to consider those factors while you are doing any kind of uh, data management. The second, for example, City of Austin has its own open data portal. Okay. they have a compre- comprehensive inventory of different kinds of data assets city owns so this is usually accessible by the general public uh, it has a lot it has a big catalog which I can identify and manage all the data assets you can go download create some visualizations on your own and then city of Austin especially owns a lot of different types of uh, tools and technologies within the company which is being used to create Better uh, platforms like Tableau. We have Power BI. We okay. a lot of our housing department use rgis So all of these tools and technologies, I believe, are pretty important to make sure that we are having that data management aspect. And then mm-hmm. the second point of your question on the pipeline development, yeah, I think just the just making sure that we have the backend process intact. Uh, in in maybe the later stage of the podcast, I'm going to talk about a project uh, which we recently did at Innovation Office, where I can give you an example of how important it is to have that uh, data pipeline stored. So again, a t- a good team of data engineers, good mix of data engineers, data scientists, data anal- analyst is very important to make sure that you have this life cycle process intact in terms mm-hmm. of any data project you are
0: okay. working on. Okay. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, Specifically, something I'd be curious in asking you about is what do you kind of see the role that AI is playing in making governments more transparent and accountable, right? This is something you talked about a little bit at the beginning. Um, You mentioned that it has this ability, but like what role do you see AI really playing in that?
1: So I think they can be like multifaceted approach to this. So I gave you an example of a chatbot Mm making making the government services more accessible to the general public. That's an example. There can be a lot of natural language processing algorithms that can be used to basically understand texts and speeches. We get a lot of council member meetings. We get a lot of in a, inside uh, citywide meetings that are conducted. So we can do a lot of those natural language processing there. Again, predictive analytics is a factor to understand and uh, see what impact the different uh events can get another okay. example very local to austin we got an, a big snowstorm uh, in 2021 uh no one was ready for it so we got a lot of issues with that mm-hmm. how now how data can be used to understand the kind of impact and making sure that we are ready if there is any kind of such event in the future that can also be like a good example of how ai can be used a risk assessment again security, making sure that we are ready for any kind of uh, fraudulent or any kind of uh, bad thing happening with the data as well as like in general the city services, it can all AI can be used there and then uh, public access make it easier. Maybe I, I in the recent uh, the conference that I recently attended I saw a company where there was a device where it was like a glass which you can uh-huh. wear and then you can in real time see the translation of someone speaking to you in a different language. Mm For example, if you are talking to me in English and let's say I am a native Spanish speaker, Mm -hmm. I'm getting uh, the real time translation in front of my eyes, which can help me in like better translating to you rather than me holding a phone in my hand, asking you to say something, translate it, read it and then speaking it. So I think these kinds of technologies are pretty great. Especially from the government perspective of how it can uh, affect, like the residents of the city.
0: Very cool. Okay, that's super cool. Um, you know, you you mentioned this uh, just before this, talking about uh, some specifics. I would love to hear them. I'm wondering if you could share maybe a specific project where AI has been, you know, has had a significant impact. Um, and uh, you know, you mentioned like chatbots and whatnot, but uh, perhaps there's other areas. I'm wondering if you have any interesting specific projects you've been working on.
1: Yeah. So I can I can talk about a very recent project that uh, we have done here at City of Austin. So I led a project called uh, Neighborhood Prosperity Dashboard, which is basically a neighborhood level decision support tool uh, that shows the current state of multiple prosperity related factors. And again, it is on a neighborhood level scale. So pretty zoomed in understanding of how residents in different parts of Austin are thriving. It incorporates an index of more than 80 different data variables across the five big categories, economics, health, education, civic engagement, as well as social justice. Mm-hmm. So basically, with that, uh, with that dashboard, you get to see the state of neighbors and neighborhoods so that uh, different city departments can use it to operationalize their resources. It is being used a lot here at City of Austin to make a lot of important policy decisions, uh, we are right now in the process of re- reaching out to different city departments and demonstrating okay. it so that they can include it as, as a part of their daily operations. So they can do it, use it to allocate resources or developing new services for the city. And then the platform that we created going back to the initial point I said about the pipeline development, the tool that we created uh, holds a lot of data and then in the back end, it also is uh, made with with the fact that it can update whenever there is a new data set available. Okay. And then in terms of reliability, we have used data sets from a lot of different data sources, census being one of one. We have some of our own local data. We got data from uh, CDC's website. We got some data from the state of Texas, some data from the Travis County. So it's a collection of different types of data. And we are making sure that once the data becomes available, we are able to
0: Um, update the dashboard to show the latest information very very cool wow what an interesting project um you know working on some of these really interesting projects i'd be curious uh you know what advice would you give to other cities looking to implement ai in their governmental operations um i think um that that's
1: again that's a great question i think the first uh part of uh, starting with any kind of such projects is to have a clear understanding of your goals. So what, what are you trying to achieve with implementing, let's say AI? Do you have clear understanding of your goals? And then do you have uh, buy-in from your stakeholders? Stakeholders being both the city staff, the executive leadership, as well as the residents. You need that uh, buy-in from all different parties. I, and then some suggestions that that I would make to the city. Start small. You don't have to start with like a very big city-wide project. Start small. Create a prototype, see if they have usabilities. And then the second point is be transparent. Be transparent in front of your city residents or other, like whoever your customer is, of what you are doing, what kind of data you are using, and what is the end goal of that project. And then lastly, but very important, be responsible. Mm -hmm. I think you have to use AI in a responsible and ethical way. Which what what does it mean that you have to be fair, unbiased, and transparent, and then you also have to make sure that you are uh, protecting the privacy of the citizens.
0: Yeah, that makes yeah that makes a lot of sense, and I think that is really really good advice. Um, something I would be curious on asking you about is, you know, a, as you're kind of working and implementing this, you're kind of on the forefront of AI in government work right now. I I feel like um you're doing some really impressive things. I'm wondering. What are some emerging trends in AI that you think are going to have a, you know, significant impact on government services in the next few years?
1: I think I think hearing that question, the first thing comes to my mind is generative AI. You are seeing it everywhere now. I mm-hmm. think uh, ChatGPT made a record of most number of users in a short amount of time, like ever. It is like the most used app. So yeah. again, generative AI is the first one. Uh, it is very transmo. it is very transformative if you again use it ethically and uh, use it in a responsible way it can improve your uh, communication your document creation and service delivery what I usually tell to people who ask me question should I use generative AI? that uh, you can use it but use it for the repetitive tasks and not mm. for something uh, where you have to back that with the data because again the rel- these uh, these tools and generative AI platforms are changing, but they are still lagging a lot in terms of like giving out the uh, exact and correct data sets. So I would mm-hmm. say for that, generative AI is great. Again, responsible AI is again an important point. So developing any AI to- uh, any AI model in a responsible and ethical way, uh, protect the privacy of your citizens, uh, recognize the need of adopting these responsible AI practices. And then I'm thinking this is going to be a trend that is going to be here for some time in the next future as well. Another fact, another uh, aspect or approach that I'm thinking is going to take over in the next few years is the multimodal AI. Okay. So basically when you are going to uh, bring like images, text, as well as like the structured data together and create mm-hmm. some tools based on that. So for example, when you have like like an NPD, for example, that that uh, neighborhood prosperity dashboard I gave you an example, right now is being backed by the data. Mm-hmm. What if we also bring the uh feedback from the communities living actually living in those neighborhoods? What if we can bring some kind of documentation, some kind of text speeches, feedback from people and try to implement it? Chatbot is again an example of multimodal AI where you are bringing all the processes into a form of a text-based uh software. So mm. it can help you gain that understanding. And I would say this is going to be something which is being used a lot on across the domains, not only in government, but also in private uh, organizations too.
0: That is so fascinating. Um, it's been incredible to have you on the podcast. You've shared some incredible insights, um, advice, and also some trends you see if you know, people are interested in contacting you, perhaps people that are also working on implementing AI into local governments or just other areas, what is a good way for people to uh, you know reach out to you to find you?
1: Oh, I, guess, I think the best way is to uh, reach me on LinkedIn. Uh, I'm here on LinkedIn at uh, with my name. And then if you want to learn more about uh, in general about what we are doing at City of Austin, I would suggest reaching out at innovation at austentexas.gov. So i-n-n-o-v-a-t-i-o-n at austin Texas, dot uh, that would be a great place to start that conversation and i would encourage all of your listeners to come and check what we are doing
0: give us the feedback and then we can basically co-create any kind of uh, product if you want amazing so fascinating thank you so much for coming on the show today and to the listeners thank you so much for tuning in to the ai chat podcast Make sure to rate us wherever you listen to your podcasts and have an amazing rest of your day. Thank you for listening to the AI Chat Podcast. If you enjoyed the podcast, I'd appreciate it if you rate me wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you're looking for an innovative group of AI enthusiasts, make sure you check out our Discord channel and also our Facebook community. It's obviously a lot more interactive than a podcast where we can actually share software tools, prompts that we're using in everyday AI. I'll leave a link for those in the description below.